a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. Maria Shaleos, Ton Bettis with you this morning. We're taking your calls at 801 575 8255. You can also text us your questions at 57500. Back to our phone lines. Kathy waiting patiently in Bountiful. Good morning, Kathy. What was your question? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a three-year-old peach tree, and this year it was just loaded with peaches because of our beautiful spring. But uh, we put down a ground cloth and some bark on top to keep the weeds down around. And with this heat, all of a sudden, all the fruit has shriveled up and the leaves are falling off. I'm sure I've probably filled it with lack of water. Is there anything I can do to save it? forgot to turn my mic on again. That is probably a drought response. Have the leaves started to yellow on it? Yes. Well, they're turning crunchy now. Yeah. They Well, they okay. really just turned yellow. They just all of a sudden dried up and the fruit shriveled. Yeah. There could be different things going on. And unfortunately, one of the things I really dislike for fruit trees is the fabric uh, weed barriers because they can inter- interfere with water penetration and sometimes even like oxygen penetration into the soil. And so I'd have preferred you just did two to three inches of mulch. Now, how old is the tree? It's only three years old. Okay. And have you treated it for a greater peach tree borer? Yes. Okay. Yes, and I have. It can, so monthly through the season. Uh, uh-huh. What I would recommend doing is getting that bark and raking it away and then getting down there toward the trunk and just making sure there are no borers at the base. You see a lot of gumming right at the soil level. And I would cut a good two or three feet in any direction and get that weed cloth away from the tree. And you can put the bark back, but you don't want it touching the trunk. All right. And then as far as watering the tree in at three years old, If you're going to save it, it needs to be watered under the canopy every 7 to 10 days to a depth of about 24 inches. All right. You do think I'll be able to save it? or I don't know. It's probably still (laughs) alive, and if it is drought stress, if it gets water again, it may relief. And if it does, then that's great. Next year, you would pull all the fruit off so it can get reestablished. And so at this point, I would just water it normally, you know, every seven to 10 days, especially if it's not getting lawn sprinklers and give it six weeks and see if it will grow some new leaves. Oh, all right. I appreciate your help. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Kathy. Thanks for your call this morning. Next listener, Ton, wants to know the name of the product you talked about last week to kill Spurge. It was probably Image all-in-one lawn weed killer. It's one of those product names that just doesn't roll off the tongue. 
But yeah, image all in one lawn weed killer. I haven't personally used it. Mm-hmm. You, I would use it in the morning or evening and just do some test sprays to be sure. But I've talked to a couple of people that said that it has knocked out the spurge. All right. And they also wanted to know about some good hardwood, non-messy shade trees for uh, the East Yard in Cache Valley. The one we talked about last week, the Kentucky coffee tree, especially the variety called espresso, would be a good one. It will get big, but it's a great tree, and it seems to be hardy in the Cache Valley. So that would be one. They could look at some of the honey locusts. They do need to be watered through the fall to just make sure that they don't get some winter damage. The other ash, which would have been a go-to 15 or 20 years ago, where we can't even import it into the Mm -hmm. state anymore. And because of some problems, I wouldn't recommend it. But the two main seedless trees right now that we have available are that espresso Kentucky coffee tree and the honey locust that are going to be bigger trees. Okay. Next listener says they used quinclorac on their bindweed two weeks ago. Doesn't seem to have helped. They're wondering if it's too hot. Maybe. It takes two or three weeks sometimes. It often, and I I say this with as much kindness as I can say, but a lot of times if a product doesn't work, it mm-hmm. was due to user error. Oh, I can't say that for sure in this situation, but if it was sprayed correctly to the point that you had the spray on there mixed correctly so that it was almost like spray painting to where everything's covered but not dripping, that's when you would see effect. There are some quinclorac products out there also that require a spreader sticker or methylated seed oil so they can penetrate. And so a lot of it would also depend on the particular mix or formulation of quinclorac they used. Okay, next listener says they have a Japanese maple that's growing too large for the area that it's in with a couple of branches way out into their lawn area. They're wondering if they can prune those branches that are sticking out too far, and are there some directions on how to do that? If I if they could wait until January, that's what I would do, or just cut them back minimally to the point that it's acceptable for this year. A lot of heavy pruning in Japanese maples, when they're more mature, can induce internal rot diseases. Mm. And so the best time to prune would be sometime in mid to late January. All right. Darren is on the line in South Jordan. Good morning, Darren. What is your question? Hi. I uh, Sorry, I had a similar question, I guess, to the person in Cache Valley, but I'm in South Jordan, and we're looking for a good shade tree that's not too crazy messy, but it's going to be somewhat up against a west side fence wall. Um, so I was wondering what other recommendations you have for that. How big can the tree get? Fairly large. Um, the space that we have to kind of fill is probably about... Well, we're either thinking two trees or, or one tree, but we have a space that could be about 50 feet okay. to 60 feet wide. Okay. So some trees I would look at would include maybe something like bur oak. Bur um, oak? Yeah, bur oak would be one. Then Is that a pretty slow growing? Or? Well, there's this, if you were to put these on a scale of how fast they grow as compared to the quality of the tree, the faster they grow the less quality and less longevity you get. And so a tree that would be a happy medium might be something like a fruitless mulberry. A fruitless 
yeah, I didn't mention that for Cache Valley because they're not hardy up there. But something like fruitless yeah, yeah. mulberry would be one that grows two or three feet a year, but still a decent tree. Another one you could look at is Sensation Box Elder. Sensation Box, yeah, Sensation is one that's seedless, so it doesn't attract the box elder bugs in. Sure. Are there any, like, uh, maples that aren't going to drop a ton of seeds or anything like that? Nope. That You're going to get the helicopters with the maples. Ah. Yeah. So, I mean, I normally would say something like sycamore maple. Not sycamore, but sycamore maple. Sycamore maple. Yes. That's a great tree. But it and does it's get the. Be close to the lawn, do any of these like send shallow roots or? I mean, again, the faster growing there? the tree, the more roots you're going to get in your lawn. Okay, so slower growing are going to be deeper roots. Yes, and so even like the fruitless mulberry, eventually will get some lawn roots. But I mean, the last thing I'd have you plant are cottonwoods or willows that are going to give you, especially globe willow. That's kind of like. Don't ever plant that unless it's the only tree you can grow. But the um, the maple would probably be a good compromise, the sycamore maple, for something that grows maybe maple. a foot to 18 inches a year. Um, there's one tree, it's called like a tulip. Uh, tulip poplar, uh, that would be another one that you poplar. could do, but it does get fruit on it that drops. That one gets fruit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry, can I ask one other random question? Um, I have a blue spruce. We've got a couple blue spruces, and I think maybe there's they planted them and they're actually too close together. They're probably about thirty years old, but one of them is just not not doing well at all. Um, and I I can't necessarily see signs of like beetle damage or anything like that. But I'm also wondering if the previous owners of the house just had watering it very well, so I've been trying to water it deeply. Is it dying from the top down? No, not necessarily from the top down, but it's like I can see there's fresh, good needles on the, like, the very out, you know, the ends of the limbs, but all inside of that is kind of like... Okay. I mean, it could be a drought response or a heat response, but look up needle cast disease. Needle cast. Needle cast disease and make sure that that's not what's in there. Okay. Take a look. Thank you so much. All right, Darren, thanks for your call this morning. We need to take a break. The number that you can call with your questions, and the phone lines are now open, 801-575-8255. You can also text us, 57500. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Day morning. Maria Anton with you. Number to call 801-575-8255. You can text us at 57500. 
Next listener, Ton says, how do they get rid of trumpet vine that is about to take over their house and hold them hostage? Uh, coming up as sprouts in the lawn and up the side of the house, including between the siding. I've seen trumpet vine grow between the siding. I was in a shed once that it had grown through the wall in a crack and it was actually flowering inside the shed. Aggressive. Very aggressive, aggressive vine. Mm-hmm. So this fall especially, I would cut the main plant back sometime in mid-September to stumps maybe six inches to a foot tall. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you make a cut, I would put concentrated, not mixed, but concentrated Roundup, like the 41% kills all Roundup, whatever, and get a paintbrush and stick it in the bottle and paint every cut thoroughly that you make and let that sit in the main uh, root system throughout the winter. Now, the it seeds produce profusely, and so they're probably seeing seedlings, but you would clip those and then get your concentrated Roundup or Kills All, get your paintbrush, and you could do this now, and dab every one you, click, you clip with just a little bit of Roundup so it works its way into the system. Okay. Dorothy is on the line in Taylorsville. Hi, Dorothy. Hi. Hey, I'm wondering what would be a good tree selection around a cement patio to give us some shade that would be uh, ornamental to look at. I'm kind of looking. I don't want a real large one, but I'm looking at a paper bark maple. Okay. That's actually a great tree. It was a little unexpected to hear you bring that up. It's an it's interesting usually, tree, too. It's really neat yeah, to look at. Yeah, it's a great tree, and it wouldn't get out of hand for at least 50 to 75 years. They're very slow okay. growing, but they are a wonderful tree. Okay, so that might, and it would, I don't want it huge, but it would come a little over the patio and give us some shade from that western sun then. It would, but it may be 10 to 15 years down the road before you started getting shade out of it. Okay, okay. How close to the patio should I put it? Well, if you're going to go with that particular tree, with if it were three or four feet away, its roots wouldn't do any damage to the patio. Okay, that's what I thought, around three feet. Would you layer it with some other stuff in front of it? What do you I don't mean? know, grasses, boxwood, oh, just kind of a wall-like with maybe boxwood, maybe some dogwood. I don't know. Around, you could. You know, in front of it or... or there are some perennial okay. perennial fountain grasses that are really pretty that might work. It's a little overused, but Carl Forster um, feather yeah, reed grass is another that. one that would work. If you wanted to look at another maple that would be about the same size, it would grow faster. Maybe take a look at hot wings maple. I that was another one. Where are they messy though? I mean, well, any maple's going to produce helicopters, and I, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I get a bit cynical, and I'm like, you know, if you want a totally seedless tree, <laughs> Taiwan trading or Taipan or yeah, you know, exactly. have these silk trees that don't produce anything, and I'm just like, if you're going to plant a tree, you're, unfortunately, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of mess. Yeah, right. I li- I wondered I wondered how they would grow. They grow fine in Taylorsville. Those red hot white that was they another should one be fine. Yeah, the okay. the hot wings and hot rugged wings. charm would do fine too. I think all three of them would do fine. Rugged charm are those both? They're related both? to hot wings. They're just uh, okay. just a slightly different look to them. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Dorothy, for your call this morning. I'm going to try and squeeze Paul in here in Highland. Hi. Good morning, Paul. What was your question? Hi, Maria and Tom. Thank you. We love your show. Thank you. Um, I've got a I've got a cherry tree that we, we did our whole yard last, unfortunately, during the summer. And we planted the cherry tree, two cherry trees in our parking strip. And it's irrigated by our sprinklers. And the one cherry tree died last year, we thought, but we kept it in the ground. And then this spring it came back, but again has died with the summer. And we feel like it's maybe getting too much water. Our soil is clay. We're looking for, actually, we're looking for a tree that we can plant. It's, it's on the west side of the house, on the parking strip, walk in the, in the roadway. We want some good trees that will give us some shade for our lawn. Okay. What would and you recommend? You can't overwater them if, you know, but there are some trees that would work. One of the most durable, it's not going to win like a beauty contest, but it's still kind of a pretty tree, would be common hackberry would be one that would tolerate yeah. the soil. Um, I mentioned it earlier, and it's not really the quality is kind of middle of the road as far as longevity and things, but sensation you're not box doing it. Oh, I was going to say, you're not doing a good job of selling that. Tom. No, <laughs> and these are ones that will give you a little bit faster shade. The If you want oh, to, for a little bit more quality, that um, sycamore maple I mentioned earlier is a pretty good tree. And okay. maybe something along the lines of burr oak would be another one, or swamp white oak. These are going to be eventually 50 feet high and wide, but um, they would be really good trees. That hackberry I mentioned earlier, I personally wouldn't hesitate to put in my yard. Some people don't like it because it gets what's called a nipple gall, and it doesn't hurt the tree at all, but sometimes the leaves have these little warty-looking things on them that are more just cosmetic, but it's a very durable tree. Uh, She's like our neighbors. Uh, I'm not sure what they've all planted. I don't know if they're maple trees. Is that, uh, I mean, is a maple a good option there? It depends on the species. Some of them are terrible, and some of them are good. If you wanted... One that was more ornamental that turned red, I would do Pacific Sunset or Norwegian Sunset. All right, Paul. Thank you for your call. I'm sorry we are out of time. And you're listening to The Greenhouse Show. Coming up on The Greenhouse Show, our top-of-the-hour feature, uh, talking about a pollinator garden. We're going to have more on that. And then when we come back, we'll take more of your calls and questions following that top-of-the-hour feature. The number to call, 801-575-8255. You can text us at 57500. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.